The Leprechaun, yeah! We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus Podcast. I am very happy to be here! Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another special episode Da-da-na. of Tattoos Da-da-na. and Jesus and Bill. We'll just more, change the oh, logo. Wow, you're going to be a part of the logo. <laughs> TJB. T. We're not going to flip those around. But. All right. So Tattoos, Jesus, and Bill. Bill. So we're sitting across from pretty much part two of... The William Bill Moore interview more process. More squared. More of more. More of more. Oh, I've never heard that. Look, never. Not from us, you haven't. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. And he has what he swears to be the best method yeah. of making and drinking coffee on the face he of didn't the planet. Want, oh, hands down. He did not want to miss out um, on, on the coffee side of the podcast. So, Bill, tell us what... Before we get to more of more, tell us what you have here. All right. So before you, I have a uh, gooseneck mm. kettle, gooseneck. which it is a it is a must. If you're not familiar with that. It's you know your typical kettle that has that little. What's the gooseneck provide? Uh, control. Control. It's basically control. Well, I had zero control bringing it over because I spilled it all over the table. Yeah. But... So you know that's. Um, not a, unexpected. It's a user error. You are a rookie. Yeah, you know? user error. Understand. And so um, the idea is because with pour over, you know, you want to keep it centralized to the carafe top. Oh, man. You know, What's you the need term? that special control. Carafe. It's a carafe. So Duh. if you had to describe, like if, if, if we were talking to a blind person right now, which is all radio listeners... Um, how would you describe a pour over if they're not coffee people? What's what's this look like? Well, it's kind of like an hourglass, and you have the uh, a globe type bottom that kind of goes narrowly into the middle and then comes out in a large funnel. Mm-hmm. And the large funnel top, you have this filter. Um, sometimes you can have the organic paper filters, um, but they come with these screens or these filters, and you use whole bean. Mm. You use whole bean coffee, and then you want to burn. But you grind it. it. Yes. So I, I ground this at home and brought it. But typically, oh. you want whole bean, and you want to use a burr grinder, not what's a burr blade what's, grinder. What's the difference? Well, the burr is like little metal balls, basically that crush and you know work together to crush the bean. Whereas the blade grinders are just these spinny little blades. What's the difference? Well, what tends to happen is the blade grinders create more heat. And it affects the flavor of the coffee. So I've been told. So okay. it says wow. cold. The yeah. steel so, balls yeah. make it cold. Yes. And so this is coarse ground because you don't want the um, fine collection Going of through. coffee through. So typically when you use a coffee pot, it's yeah. fine. You know, I remember actually Stephen doing this, but he used ground coffee and we yeah. ended up getting mouthfuls of ground coffee. I taught you know, I taught Stephen Ooh, everything. The gooseneck is pouring. And he did he ignored there is controlled liquid flowing through. I'll be honest, it just looks like a filter sitting onto a glass ball. I mean that's essentially what it's what it is. So what I'm it's doing It's like you're now, doing the coffee pot's job for it. I feel like I walked from a a 
Price is Right. Listen to that introduction. Mm. You hear that? To an item it I'm trying to like buy into a QVC commercial infomercial of Bill for twenty nine ninety five. This, this you is can get a, this amazing. I'm set sold of though. You, you would be great. Tariff. So what just happened? If you you didn't witness it, was the coffee grounds were down here, but when I put the um, water into it, all the gases pushed it up to the top. So that first pour. You just kind of wait 30, 40 seconds and you let all the gases, because you can see it expanded up to the top. You let the gases come out for a little bit, let the water drain, and then you can. How did you that get process. into the pour over method here? My wife, like, she has this habit of buying me, like, ridiculous Christmas presents that uh-huh. I don't ask for. Okay. So, like, not throwing her under the bus. This is funny. She decided to buy me some face moisturizer one year because apparently. I have bags under my eyes and she, you know, wanted me to moisturize. Um, she's bought me shower heads before. So that was my Christmas present was a shower head. So because I'm really into vinyl, because of the ritual aspect of vinyl records where you get up, you touch it, you feel yeah. it, pull it out. You have to deal with it. She thought I would like. What other like ritualistic thing? Type thing. Yeah, that's exactly what she was thinking. So she buys me this pour over carafe and I open it Christmas morning and I'd like to tell you that I was really sweet and happy and but excited. You said, what the heck is this? I was like, uh, okay, thank you. You know, just like, it's I almost no more idea. impressive though, that she was able to spot something that she knew you would like because yeah. she knew who you were. Right. Exactly. Before you even knew you liked it. And now you've sold all of our listeners on buying one of these. I'm telling you, it is all you listen, really you need, need is boiling water and the, the thing. Listen, you need to understand this. I cannot stress this enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a coffee. I was not like a coffee person. Okay. I, I understand. You're so not a coffee snob. Yeah. And so, well, but I am about this, but though. you can pretend, but I am about this. And so how long does this take? Patience. Oh my goodness. Everything worth you can't he yeah. anything takes time. <laughs> so you're just we're waiting for it to we're waiting for it to do it. Anyway, Which is so still I faster than an actual pot. Yeah. Is it? It is. Yeah. It's already halfway. Yeah. High class. This little high table, so how so. long like how long do we have to wait? Like when do you know it's no, done? No, we're 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 pretty much we're pretty we're much there. done. When it gets right up to there. It's ready to go. Wait, all the way up to the black line? Yeah, we're going to get right up here. That's a half inch from now. It'll be okay. <clears throat> I do have a question while It'll we're waiting. It'll be okay, Marty. Your love for movies came from where? That is a really good question. Because everybody has you know a what? reason Here's, why. Here, it is because, I'll tell you what, it's my older sister who was old enough to, like when I was a kid, there's like there's six years between me and my youngest sister, so there's another three or four between me and my older sister. So she had a job, was making good money. She would take me to sci-fi movies. So I saw... Sci-fi is where you started. Yes, yes. She took me to see um, Star Wars in a drive-in when I was little. Was that movie number one that you ever saw in theaters? Star Wars in the drive-in? That is my first recollection. Mm. Well, did Star Wars come before Pete's Dragon? Do you think either one of Pete's us Dragon? know the answer to oh, that? Oh, Pete's yeah. Dragon. Yeah, yeah that's the... Classic. That, that Josh doesn't know. <laughs> Pete's Dragon, that's Revelation 14? Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's right. Okay. Um, no, that was a, a Disney song, movie. Isn't it's it? actually... It, what's Disney. that? Uh, Puff the Puff Magic Dragon. Puff the Magic Dragon. No, Pete's Dragon was a Disney movie. 
it's a Disney movie? I believe so. Yeah, an older oh. Disney movie. Here, I'm going to move that out of your way. So you started at a young age. All right, so just to tell everybody what's going on, Filter is done filtering. Carif has been sealed. I'm now pouring my cup of coffee. It's going to be pretty stout. Just telling you right now. Sounds delicious. It's amazing. There you go. Tummy wind. How long do I have to wait before this is done? It's ready to go, man. But is it going to scald my mouth? No. I mean, we well, we, we set it to 96 Fahrenheit. And Are you we, serious? Yeah. We, I, set the, I set the goose egg to 96. They say that's the perfect, this perfect. temperature. Hold on. Before we try it. Are you stirring it with a measuring cup? Oh, my cup? gosh. That is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Listen. I'm telling you right now. The smoothest. Was it good? Cup of coffee you'll good. ever have. Like you don't have a cup in your hand. I haven't head. tried it yet. <laughs> and that's what blew because me away. I want to tell you something. I don't think in the history of this show, my expectations have ever been higher than this moment right now. Well, that's, oh boy. For this it's coffee. Not gonna, it's not going to end well. Because what is the best cup of coffee we've had so far when Tyler Gibbs gave us fresh Sumatra from Little yeah. River and we ground it up it's and made it fresh? Listen, pressure. Little yeah. River is good, I'm telling you. That but was I'm, the best fresh cup of Sumatra we've had thus far. Okay, I'm trying this. Here we go. Fancy. Dirty Brew review time. First sip feeling. Good, man. Can I be honest with you? I mean, that's what we want, right? I think I love you. (laughs) And you guys don't even have creamer. This is so smooth. Here's the, That's exactly here's what I'm the, talking about. Here's the thing that we're going to do next time you come on, which is going to be Make soon. him brew coffee? I want a side-by-side comparison. Okay. Because this coffee's delicious. Mm-hmm. This is probably... I want to know what a pour-over and maybe like a French press... It's probably yeah. not too much That's difference. What, it, but there's not. I'm telling you, I, I like French press. A French, French press, press just is okay. pretty popular, too. So mm-hmm. we could do like a pot... And do a pour over of it. Like a half pot and do a pour over. No pun intended. You're going to be hard pressed to see much of a difference. Can't deal with, I can't deal with two of y'all on doing this. <laughs> Marty's already at the, at Listen, the level. Here's, okay, okay, Josh, you tell me if you sense this. Which, do you have milk in yours or just sweetener? Sweetener? So here's the only thing. And I don't know if this is in my head. I almost feel like I taste the slightest bit of the... It's not a flavor. It's a texture because there's some grounds that get through. Maybe a small chalkiness to the texture, whereas yeah. brewing it is a cleaner cup. Wow. I totally have never thought that, ever. Never? I, it might be in my head because last time I had it, it I got a mouthful of grounds. Okay. Do you taste any, like, if it was just, like sha- like, not even shavings, but powder? Like a thickness to it or something? Yeah, like it's just a little thicker. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, like it's more just, of that's, the... That's a good line. It's I, a thicker cup of coffee. I think yeah. it's... Oh, well, yeah, I, well, yeah because, because I mean, it's a, a... You're getting like pure, yeah, it's a pure unfiltered yeah. coffee. 
I mean, so it, it would be like that's what I'm getting at. It's, yeah. it's not a bad thing. I don't dislike it. Yeah. And listen, thicker, when I used my burr grinder, I did to 14. So this is like stout ground. Yeah, it's pro- it'd probably like filling the coffee filter all the way up compared Look to like how halfway. Dark that is. Look at how dark. Yeah, I feel like I'm drinking motor oil. Wow. Third motor shift oil. coffee, baby. Great I think I love coffee. you. It's delicious. I think no, I'm drinking thickness, motor oil. The thickness. I'll be honest. Coffee as more motor oil. Is how I like my coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's All how right, I grew gonna up. Rate, we're gonna rate this, Bill, mm. on a scale of one to ten. We rate one to ten. One sip, everybody five, knows the rules. That's right. Five is dead neutral. So like your Folgers, Maxwell House. It doesn't. There's no negatives, but there's no positives. It just kind of is the standard. What would you rank your coffee? That okay. cup right there in front of you. What is it? Charleston, Charleston Roasters, Roasters Suma- Organic Sumatra. Scale of one to ten. Man, I give it an eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. Um, Josh, you have a number. I was thinking like eight three, like right I'm around at, there. I was at a solid like eight eight. Yeah. Wow. So it's a so eight his, five is pretty the middle. Yeah. So eight five is the middle. Which is which is probably one of the highest right. ones that we've had. No doubt. All right, we have. Uh, all right, we've got a few minutes left in the show. We got about twenty five minutes left. <laughs> a few minutes. And we wanted Bill back on because we ran out of time. And so we've wasted already 20 minutes um, with this glorious cup of coffee, which will undoubtedly bring us um, internal distress in a short short period of time. Especially with no lunch. So we get up to like the early 2000s. Mm. I guess later, the 20s. When did you stop working at his radio? Uh, Around 2008. 2008. So we got through the first decade of the century right um and then we kind of had to call it quits that time was up and we're not just going to pick up there chronologically but there were some stories that you've told us personally outside of of the show that were like really entertaining and so in in working and media in the radio you've met some people right some name drops if you will sure um and so i'm gonna i want to start i don't want to bring out the big name yet yeah Let's start with a name that most people outside of Josh would recognize. Okay. Mac Powell. Yes. So Mac Powell of third day. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you is genuinely like just an awesome guy. If you told me anything else, I'll call you a liar because I love Mac Powell. No, he, he really is. I really, really like him. And so what's cool is that I actually got to meet him when third day was nobody. Back in the day, yes. Because when did they they popped off? Their first Around album ninety five was mid nineties. But yeah. see, they they had their first release was like a burlap looking bag, and it was released on Grey Dot Records mm-hmm. back in like ninety two, ninety three, maybe mm-hmm. ninety three. What was their hit song on that first CD? It was the exact same thing that they put onto the reunion records release with the bus on it. Yeah, they just added like one or two songs. But what to was it. their first hit? Do you remember? Oh, like Consuming Fire. Um, love song. <laughs> that, okay, um, literally yeah, I mean, sounds you know like none of these, every you know none of other these Christian song. Wow, I just think <sighs> it's he funny. really no, just sorry, throw I didn't mean to go third in, day under the bus. Third day. I didn't say third day was bad. I just I think it's funny that all Christian songs are are about the same. I hope a consuming fire finds you tonight. Fire, <laughs> spirit, love. Blackbird, blackbird was very cool. Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sorry. 
Should we not talk about the Holy Spirit, Josh? I, I, we're, I'm I mean, all game. Yeah, okay. All right. You so met Mac Powell when songs. Mac Powell didn't matter. So here's the thing. is So he's third day is at Jacob's Well, which is mm-hmm. Clayton King's big rock festival that he used to do at Gardner Webb. Mm-hmm. And I went there for the Sound of Light to pick up all kinds of liners and get recordings and interviews and stuff like that. So I'm chasing down bands, which is really annoying because I'm still, I'm still relatively new to the Sound of Light. Not everybody knows who it is. And so I'm, I feel like just, I feel really weird and awkward asking bands to give me liners, even though you would think they would want to because yeah. we're promoting their but music. But you don't have that credibility. I'm not yet. feeling, yeah, I'm not <clears throat> feeling the vibe yet. I feel like I'm bothering them. I'm chasing yeah. them. So I'm backstage, um, you know, in, in, in the rooms talking to some of the bands and I just feel exasperated because I chased down a couple bands. They felt, I just felt stupid and I'm sitting on a mat and I had already talked to third day or uh, talked to Mac earlier and gotten everything that I needed. And so I'm sitting there. I didn't realize it, but I looked tired. I guess I was exasperated. I was feeling just low and I'm sitting on a couple of mats and he comes walking up and he plops down next to me and puts his arm around me. He's like, how's it going, man? You doing okay? In the Mac Powell way, you know? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, y'all right. I said, ah, I just feel stupid chasing bands, getting liners and stuff like that. It's, I feel like a pest. He goes, oh man, you're important. You know, it, you know what you're doing is important. You got enough for me. You, you got enough from us. Did you need to get some more? I was like, oh man, I got everything I needed. He was like, all right, well, if you need anything, just let me know. So that was, I felt really good. That was nice. You know, he made me feel like I wasn't such a pest and, you know, they put on a good show and that kind of thing, which is funny. Because fast forward like two years and they get re-released on reunion records and that first album from third day with the bus on it blows up mm-hmm. and they're now doing, you know, they were stadiums. the number one rock and roll band in Christian music for like decades. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> at least one of the biggies up there with, like you know, Newsboys, Newsboys Skillet, yeah. you know, third. so anyway, fast forward two years we, I go to GMA, which is Gospel Music Awards Week in Nashville, where all of the industry comes to mm-hmm. sell their wares, to promote their new bands, to get interviews. All the radio Does stations that lead up show to the up. Dove Awards or something? The, it is. It That's was like the week before the Dove Awards kind of right, culminated. Like the Christian Grammys. Yes. Yeah. So and so, uh, we're going to a showcase. Um, and we 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 go into the stadium because we're going to see a showcase. And sitting in front of me is Mac Powell, and um, I forget who else it was, but we knew, um, a couple of us knew the guy that was with him. And this is and a couple years later. This is like two years okay. later. And the dude introduces us to Mac Powell, <laughs> and, and Mac is just like, so like apprehensive. First of all, he doesn't remember me, which I didn't expect him to, but it's, it was like a totally different experience. He was just like, yeah, good to meet Good to meet you. Real standoffish, like just on his guard. And I thought it was funny because I could see how you would have to change and be, you know, so he was so cool to me and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of vulnerable. But after what he probably experienced over the last two years and all the people wanting something from him and wanting to talk to him and all of that Christian celebrity crap. Mm-hmm. That he was probably he he came across really apprehensive. So he wasn't mean or anything. he wasn't mean, but, but you, you could, could tell, tell he was, he was on guard. Yes, he was on the guard. industry had got him. He he was definitely right. on guard. It was funny. It was. Bill. I felt bad for him to be honest. So with you weren't offended at all, though. No, no. no look, at, I mean, he he saw me two years ago. 
He's seen so many different radio people, so many different. I, I never get offended, but I never got offended like that. Bill Moore. Yeah. Okay. Especially not the, the Bill Moore. Bill yeah. Let me tell you something. If I see you in two years, I'm going to know who you are. You will not remember me. <laughs> you will forget me. So that was the, the Mac Powell story. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to be honest. Can I say I was a smart A? I, I was a smart A sometimes. Okay. You still are. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Yeah, that's I know. why you love that's me. That's right. Um, that's why you so entertain us. We're at, G- we're at GMA again. And again, they have these big you know, hotel rooms where they're basically all the artists are set up in front of their particular yeah. label booth. And they're trying to push a particular album. And they're trying mm-hmm. to push a particular artist. So I see Michael W. Smith over in front of the reunion records booth, which is cool to begin with because typically you don't get you know, established artists like that doing it. It's usually new artists. What, this would have been the late nineties. Who was Michael uh, W. Smith? No, this was this was late nineties. Late ninety. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh my I'm gosh! I was joking. gonna. I seriously was gonna slap. I'm just kidding. All right, continue. No, I know. So <laughs> he's standing over there. It's it's the late nineties, early two thousand. Mm-hmm. So he's full tilt. Oh, he's he Michael. Is, yes, I mean this is huge. after Change Your World. This is after mm-hmm. Go West, Young Man. This is after all those huge albums yeah. of his. He's America's So there's a rock star standing singer, there. You know, He's yeah. the Billy Basically. Graham of Christian music. Yes. So I go up to him and I go to shake his hand and he goes, hey, I'm Michael W. Smith. And I go, oh, are you a new artist? He just looks at me like, are you? And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. You I had wasn't. to apologize. I did. I, apologize. Did I did. No, he just had this. He just looked at me like, like who are you, you serious? You he was like, are, he was too kind to say, you're a complete tool. Get out of here. Because that's really funny. I know. If, if I know. like Josh, would we become big? That's what Josh would have done, though. Somebody would walk up and say that. Like, that's yeah. hilarious. Mm. That's, that's I thought it was funny, but it didn't go over the way I wanted it to. He, he didn't land. He didn't immediately. Like, I no, he wasn't ugly to me. No, he was just like, tilted his head and was like are you i'm like no i'm i'm kidding i'm sorry so I, did this taint your view of him no i love him he's one of the good guys too he's, okay. he's been solid all these years we okay. need to know who the yeah. bad guys are have you had any negative experiences with an artist and we actually haven't talked about this before i have yeah you're not gonna know who they are do you have any artists that we would know who they are that you've had a bad experience with um honestly no i do have a I had a guy work a concert one time, and this is probably not the best, but uh, told me that it's bad to say the group's name, or do you think we just go with it? They're not going to listen. So he he worked with Leland, the yeah, Leland okay. band. Yeah. Said they were a complete tool. Really? Said that they, they, they requested that they have specific snacks, drinks, top shelf meals, and didn't touch any of it. They said they would not come and play unless this was present. They got all of this stuff when they came. They didn't touch any of it and then left. Leland's established band, but they're not like... They were. They weren't huge. They're not huge. They hyped them up big time, though. So Michael W. Smith took them out on tour with him and was pushing them big time. They they had a real big marketing push, but they never like... Never took off. I mean, they're 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 an established worship band, yeah. but they're not like, I wouldn't say A-level. No, they're... You know, at all. And they seemed nice when we had them in the yeah. studio, but again, that's a different story have behind you, the scenes. Have you ever met a famous musician and had a conversation with him? Christian musician? In general, any. Have you ever met, like... Brooks and Don? Did you do it, like, at a concert, or you just ran into him? 
long story short, Brooks and Dunn. So my dad's friend, Hollywood Productions. In yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He, he knows everybody. So he worked in the Chronicle building before he got his building. Gotcha. And his first band he landed was Brooks and Dunn. So Brooks and Dunn would come to the Chronicle to meet with. In Gaffney. Mm-hmm. And you met them there. Mm-hmm. Were they nice? I don't remember. I was young. This would have been pre-Ronnie Dunn I mean, plastic I, I, surgery. I have. That yeah. man's faces. Yeah. Plastic now. Yeah. So that was kind of. some hair plugs going But on. I don't really like. That they're one of the number one acts in country music in the last thirty years. Should tell you one song they sang. Oh man, they got some. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't like their music, but but they, they I knew are, that I knew good. they were yeah like, like they're somewhat big yeah. And then Sterling Marlin was a race car driver. Uh, yeah, he was on Dale Junior Download last week. He he, my dad has multiple pictures. The are Chronicle was actually a sponsor of one of his cars at one point. Are you serious? Sterling. Marlin. So Josh truly is the legend. That's not true. Yeah, right? Josh I, is. I have, the legend. I'm just connected. He, he, you Josh is dad's legend. People and he's know him. Coattails. People yeah. know him. Yeah, no, not they don't know who I am. But no, no, I mean that's about yeah. it. Yeah, Sterling. I love Sterling. But see, I don't know anything about country see, music or racing, so it see, doesn't. Sterling, and that's me. I love both. Um, Sterling's now struggling with Parkinson's, and so when he was on the Dale Jr. Download, like you can tell, like he has trouble talking some. And anyway, he's a yeah. good dude. He's yeah. a good one. All right. Famous. What about pastors? No, sorry. Are we getting okay? So I, I know we're we're running short here. Is it too short of a time to dive into? Now nah, we're gonna have to say Christian celebrity culture for Bill, but oh, we'll have yeah, to. We'll we have don't have, to have enough time. We'll have to no, say because you've got some more people you've met. Yeah. So yeah, let's right. let's yeah. hear it. Tell me. Okay, so we're gonna save the, this one for last. How about? Um, you met, you were talking to me and this is a person that nobody's going to know until you tell us how you know him. And then most people are going to know, but was it Mitch McVicker? Yes. So tell everyone, cause no one, unless they have went down like the folk Christian rabbit hole of the nineties right. knows yeah. who Mitch McVicker is. Right. So Mitch McVicker is part, was part of, you know, obviously Rich Mullins kind of had this little following of, of people. They call themselves what the kid Kid Brothers of St. Francis or something like mm-hmm. that. They had a little nickname that they called themselves. Um, Mitch McVicker was a very close friend with Rich Mullins mm-hmm. and kind of played in his band a little bit, and he, Rich kind of took him under his wing. And so Mitch McVicker was actually in the car mm-hmm. when uh, Rich Mullins had his accident and died. So, John, I don't even know if you know this. So Rich Mullins, do you know the name Rich Mullins? I know this entire story from the last time we had the podcast. Because we talked about it afterwards. afterwards yeah. That's all Do you know who Rich Mullins is? You told me, but I forgot. Do you know the song Awesome God? Yeah. He wrote that song. Like, that's okay. his big song. Yes. He wrote a whole bunch like, of other music that's really good, but yeah. that's the big one. Um, so, anyway, so Rich Mullins, he's just a, he's a cool dude. I'll let other people look him up. But he had this really nice old truck. But what ended up happening is he and Mitch were riding down the highway. They get into an accident Rich is thrown from the car and he gets ran over by an 18 wheeler. Mm. And yeah. so I remember like, y'all saying that, that. Yeah. You know, okay. so anyway, there was this tragedy in the late nineties right. and that's when Rich Mullins dies. Well, Mitch McVicker, his close friend is yeah. in that car and he's in that accident. Yes. Um, does not get ran over by the 18 wheeler. No. So when did Survives. you interview him? Well, it was years after it was, it was, pro- it was, so it, it was, was a post good... Rich Mullins. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, and so that was part of the reason we had him on was because he had finally got his own record deal. He was working on, you know, releasing an album. I heard about it, so I wanted to help promote it. So we had him come to the Sound of Light and share his testimony and talk about, you know, that experience a little bit and just what God has been doing in his life and, you know, how Rich impacted his life and that kind of thing. He's probably he really, in the 60s now. Mitch? Or is he older? No, Mitch was a relative. No, now. He was right a young. Now. I don't know. Mitch was a young what, kid. So maybe in his fifties. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, Mitch was probably younger than me. Really? Yeah, I mean, he was like uh, a teen. Yeah, he was a young guy. Okay. Yeah, he was not. He was not. He was not Rich's as old age. Rich. No, gotcha. uh-uh. he was not old as most of the guys in the mm-hmm. kid. You know that that little gang that kind of you know like Rick Elias and stuff like that that hung out with Rich Mullins. Okay. So it was a really cool experience. He came and he played live. He kind of talked about his faith and how, you know, not everybody has this experience to where, you know, you're at a Sunday sermon or you're at a youth rally and you get all convicted and you go forward and you pray this prayer and you pray that special prayer and all of a sudden you're a Christian. Not everybody that has that experience, moment. right? Not everybody has that. It's just they, they, they come to believe that Jesus is who he said he was. And, you know, they basically decide to become a Jesus follower. They confess their sins they believe Jesus is the son of God, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And they didn't have this, like my best friend has that same kind of experience. Like if you talk to him about it, he can't say, on this yeah, day, I, on this year. I, on this particular day, um, you know, became a Christian. So Rich shares that. Well, God bless him. My host and the founder of the sound of light, um, comes from a really staunch Southern Baptist frame of mind. Um, as minister at a Southern Baptist church, he is completely uncomfortable and unhappy. There's no moment that there's no moment and no response, but he keeps a happy face on. We do the interview. It's a great time. He plays live music. It was a really good, you know, show as far as I concerned. Well, after the show, my co-host says to me that he has a real problem and he, he, he's not sure about Mitch's salvation. And and is not happy and not ha- he was not happy with the way it That's was presented. You're not on saved. The- That's the difference uh, between uh, the story yeah. and your yeah. story. Yeah, he was not happy with the way it was presented on the air, and you know, basically, it falls on me to have to call the record company and request a conversation with Mitch to verify his salvation, to verify his cred. Here's how did you feel about this? I felt like crap. Because Mitch was a relatively f- good friend of mine to a certain extent. We had had some conversations previously. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not used to coming he on wasn't shows a like Schmo ours. Guy. No, and he wasn't like he wasn't like the Christian rock radio circuit mm-hmm. kind of guy. I kind of like went out of the way to bring him on because his music was way more folksy yeah. and toned and then down you have to than call what him we question his faith. Right. And then I'm gonna call him and question his faith. This I it felt still like makes an idiot. Today, doesn't it, it does. It really does. I can tell. It does. I'm sorry. It, it made me. It made me really mad. It did because I just so thought. How it was did he ridiculous. respond when he was completely understanding? Which that just and, validates his yeah. faith because that's yeah, the Holy humble, Spirit providing patience. He was humble in the midst of and trial. I, dude, I felt like such an idiot having to ask him that. Look, can you just? But he was it, understanding. He was. He was completely humble. So, so tell and, me this, because and you and Mitch had a good thing. Never going. talked to me again. Really? <laughs> oh wow! Really? <laughs> really? Yes. But did you have the opportunity to? Is that? I did. I saw him a couple years later at a at a GMA. And you never talked. 
No, we said hey. So, because here's my question. Because y'all kind of had a connection beyond the whole deal, were you overly honest about like, listen, my boss is making me do this and I think it's bull crap, but like, can you just appease I did. I did. To try to make him feel like it's not I me, did. man. I wanted him to understand that <clears throat> I would in no way, shape, or form ever ask him that because I, I knew... So you know who he was. You say that he comes from a staunch Southern Baptist background. Let me tell you this. I have half of a master's degree from Southeastern Baptist Theological Cemetery. Yeah. Cemetery. Seminary. Uh, half of a degree. I have half, one, I have half of a master's in Christian studies. Um, and so... So you have a half mass. That's correct. Half mass. So... <laughs> anyway, yeah, my flag does not fly... At, uh, anyway. I have one year. If we put us together, we're almost there. All right. I didn't mean to derail <laughs> you. I'm sorry. There. Yeah. Together, we have a master's. So, um, but anyway, I had to study Baptist history and all this stuff, right? That is what you just described is a perfectly acceptable form of salvation as defined by the Southern Baptist. Yeah. They basically do this whole, like, this whole, like, I had to study salvation. And it says, for some people, it is a moment in time where they become this insane realization this overwhelming realization that there's a god and they're not in relationship with him and they want to mm. be yeah but for many people especially people that grow up in faith it's there is a moment when it goes from learned faith to believed faith but it's just a continuum like you said it's like you can't point to it because it's like it was always around you and it was always you to a degree and then it went from just the uh the environment that i emulate to the to like I own it, it's mine. Right. But it's not necessarily like that's perfectly acceptable within. Right. However, well, it's the whole idea of working out your salvation with that. fear and trembling. There's no way I, I have a completely different faith now mm-hmm. than I did when I was in high school and even when I was a kid. Yeah, I would hope it would have matured. Sure. Yeah. All right. So anyway, something. So I know. Last story we have here is is the the biggest one everyone's going to know. Right. So who who's the other big interview that you you had? Okay. So at the time she was basically a nobody. Everybody um, that she interviewed yeah, was a nobody. Yeah, she's a nobody. Seems yeah. to be the trend here. Yeah, that's the Just trend. Think, yeah. Twenty years from now, when you're in a nursing home and they're gonna yeah. say, Hey, you're gonna say, Well, listen, one time I was on this nobody's podcast. That's right. And now it's the biggest podcast in the world. Only Their podcast has brought like nations together. Sure. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Don't make me the Antichrist because that's, okay. that, that's what happened. All right, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll all be raptured okay. before the end. So yeah. All right, so this <laughs> people, her name was Katie Hudson. Yes. At the time, she was 16 years old. 16. 16 years old, and she was a very vibrant and vivacious young lady, nonetheless, who came into the Sound of Light booth at GMA and was like a just crazy woman and poor my co-host god bless him was not ready for the level of energy that she brought to the table and some of the things that she said um so her name now people would know her as katie perry katie Katie perry Perry. not the famous singer but yes the famous singer katie perry um, but yeah, she was Katie Hudson and she started out trying to make it in Christian music. She was on Pamplin Records or a branch of Pamplin Records, which is no longer exist organic. But anyway, she is little acoustic rock type vibe and she was trying to get, you know, get her album recognized and that kind of thing. So she comes in, she's really energetic, just answering all the questions, just and so she's sixteen years old 
And my co-host says to her, um, so are you, you know, you have your own album, you're 16 years old, you get to do these radio interviews and you're, you know, you're touring around. I mean, are you excited about this? Is this, is this something that you're enjoying? And without skipping a beat, she goes, crap, my pants. Like, okay, what does that mean exactly? And I'm and and his mouth just drops because so she is you know, just wild. Yeah. I mean it no filter. And I'm like, oh, so we're so I'm guessing she meant she was excited yeah. to the point that she would lose all control of her bowel and bodily func- bodily functions. But my host, bless his heart, was like, uh, 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 so you're you're enjoying yourself yeah heck yeah so i'm like she was she was interesting interesting little so a lot of people may not realize that katie perry started out as a christian artist how long did that run go um i'm thinking probably about five five or six years maybe like she only really had the one album but she did do a lot of like um like touring after that so a lot of people don't know this but she ended up dating the lead singer of Reliant K for a long period of time. Um, Matt Thiessen is his name. Are you familiar with Reliant yeah, yeah. K? Relatively popular Christian punk, punk, punk rock band, band for, for lack of a, yeah. you know, they yeah. evolved. Um, so she world. toured with them a little bit and Matt Thiessen did some songwriting with her and she actually did a video uh, on her own where he was in it. So she had already kind of changed her style and was kind of doing her own thing. And they went out on tour together, but she didn't really have label support behind it. She might have had one more album after her debut, but other than that, she just kind of went so her own way. So then she just kind of like flowed from the Christian scene to like a kind of independent to then the right. secular yeah. scene. Yeah. There wasn't like a gap or a switch really. Mm-hmm. Just kind of No, she just kind of evolved and did her own thing and, you know, ended up in California, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where she started, you know, doing what she ended up doing. So yeah, it was quite an interest. I mean, I don't know. It, it was funny. You just you typically didn't talk like that on Christian radio, yeah. and so to have a sixteen-year-old Christian this, artist what, come in because usually they're putting out a, what was early two thousands. It was it was probably mid mid two thousands, okay. like maybe two thousand three, two thousand four mm-hmm. around there. Ten. Ten. <laughs> no, eleven. Eleven. So, yeah, but I mean, you just typically didn't have that kind of artist come in and, and with yeah. that exuberance and that kind of talk because everybody was trying to put their best foot forward and show their spiritual right. credentials. And, and she was just this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a Bible study. Trying to sell the record, sell the record kind of thing. Yeah. So that was probably the, the biggest story. And there were some other fun things that we did and some events that we put on yeah. that were pretty fun. And So listen, you've got about yeah. two minutes before you have to step out because you have an appointment. Any other major memories that you think would be fun to hear about? Um, One, one thing that was really cool was for, for a while I did a partnership with um, the local movie theater in Greenville, the um, over there off of Woodruff road. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was in partnership with them, um, we promoted like family friendly movies or movies that we thought were like, you know, had a good family element to them. And we would do these big events. So the two that I remember the most is I partnered with them on Spider-Man 3. And what they actually allowed us to do was we did this big radio promotion where we got people to enter this contest to where they would go to the movie opening. And we had a big blow up sticky wall. 
and they were they going to jump be Spider-Man. And land on yes, it, they were going to be Spider-Man, <sighs> and they were going to jump on the sticky wall, and the person that got the highest would win this big prize. So we had like ten contestants who entered it, yeah. and you know we made a big deal about that. It was really fun having this giant blow up wall in front of the movie theater. But then what the movie theater let us do is I actually made, and I wish I still had this. Again, you're going to kill me. I made a gospel presentation track based on the Spider-Man movie, which was about Venom. Oh my so obviously making the connection, Venom, Sin, that kind of thing, how it comes in, takes over your life and changes you. They let me present that to everybody that came out of the Spider-Man movies. So everybody that saw the Spider-Man movie premiere that night got one of those Spider-Man gospel tracks. Gospel. Spider-Man 3, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was really cool. And then the other one that we did with them was, you remember um, Evan Almighty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Wait, who um, was it? Was that Steve Carell? That was Steve Carell, yeah. And so what we did there was I got Habitat for Humanity to come and out in front of the movie theater, they were building on the spot their own arc, but it was like a play arc that they were going to donate to like a playground and that type of thing. So people could come up, hammer on a nail, put a piece of board on there, do some painting mm-hmm. on it, and they'd get some free. Um, I think we were giving away Zaxby's and that kind of thing. So that was really fun being able to do that and you know build the arc. And at the end, the arc got presented to this play around that they were trying to help. So just being able to work with the movie theater and kind of impact yeah. the community a little bit in, in creative ways was really fun. And I enjoyed doing that. That's pretty sweet. We're going to have to have a part three because I got so many questions on how. You yeah. Got- and there's more to tell you about the death of Christian rock. There's, there's that there's Christian celebrity culture, but also like, how do you go from sending people on a Spider-Man wall to, to mm-hmm. counseling that's that's what i want to know I, seriously and that is an amazing story in and of itself <sighs> bill keep us you the keep depth us. here i know all right well listen right. we're gonna have to call it there because you have an appointment you got to get to josh and i have appointments to get to so that's gonna have to be it for this week's episode of more of more i'm not gonna make that the title it'd be too easy that's terrible. Let's take the Casanova of. Oh my gosh, that's even worse. That. My gosh, that's ridiculous. Christian so radio, stupid Casanova. sounding. It's with that hair, man. It's that oh, you got the hard hey. part. That's right. Hey. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. Getting to hear the rest of these stories. Um, but until next time, uh, y'all behave yourselves. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.